All right, uh, welcome back to another Tom Hanks Top 5. I am Ryan, and I am with my daughter. Lily. Uh, last time we did a overall look of Tom Hanks movies, and she made the Top 5. It is number 5 is That Thing You Do. Number four is League of Their Own. Number three is Catch Me If You Can. Number two is Big. And number one is the Toy Story series. So since we've done that podcast, we have watched a few more Tom Hanks movies. We watched Saving Mr. Banks and Castaway. So which one do you want to start with? Um, let's start with Castaway. Since we're around, we okay. cover there. So Castaway came out turn of the century. Uh, it was at the peak of Tom Hanks's power. Mm-hmm. He is about the only one at that time that people would have gone to see him being on an island by himself for two-thirds of the movie. Yeah, there's, there's not many other people. No. It's basically Tom Hanks and um, our beloved Wilson. Yes. There. But it was, I think, the second biggest movie that year. It made mm-hmm. over $200 million, and that was 20 years ago. So yeah. that was a huge hit. Um little bit about Tom about Castaway. Tom Hanks plays Chuck Nolan. He works at FedEx. He's a higher up. He has a fiance, I guess you'd call it, because they're kind of doing that before he leaves on this trip. It's around Christmas time. And uh, played by Helen Hunt. He is deeply in love with her. They exchange gifts because it's Christmas time. He gets on the plane. And this is something that um, a lot of memes go around. Don't ever get on any kind of mode of transportation <laughs> with Tom Hanks. It does not go well. There's actually two movies where the plane crashes. Yes. Yes. So. Yeah. Don't get on a plane if you see Tom Hanks. That's no. just not a good place to go. Like, shake his hand and leave. Yep. It's like, okay, I'm out. See you later. It's nice to meet you. Can I get your autograph? Great. Um, I'll just have to delay that flight then. So he's over the ocean on the FedEx plane going to do a thing that was supposed to be over and back. He was going to be back by... New Year's Day, uh, New Year's Eve, he promised his fiance that he'd be back. They hit some sort of storm, and the plane crashes. It's a very harrowing uh, scene, too, because yeah. they you see it from Tom Hanks's perspective. Yes. We don't know what's going on with the plane. They, we don't really know where he is until the end of it. You just see that he's in his seat doing some work. He gets up, notices that everybody's kind of panicking. Mm-hmm. Uh, his friend that's I guess would be like the third person, the third pilot. He's kind of telling him to sit down. They hit another air pocket. His friend goes in the air, hits his head, just bleeding everywhere. And pretty soon we're in the ocean. Tom Hanks is the lone survivor of this plane. He gets on a raft, passes out. The next morning ends up on this little island. Let's just say that he did not get home in time for New Year's Eve. Yeah, he ends up on this island. Um, he has nothing with him. He has a few different um, packages come and they wash up on shore with him. He has a volleyball, Wilson. Ice skates. Ice skates. Like a skirt, right. A skirt, like- yeah. Um, some tapes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So nothing to really help him. So we see the movie as he learns how to survive and adapt on this island. He learns how to make fire where he cuts himself really bad. We don't talk about that. That gross. Uh, yeah. He learns how to fish. He learns how to open coconuts. Mm-hmm. Um, he builds himself like a little house inside the cave. He does dental surgery we on himself. We don't talk about that. That was one of the most disturbing things I have ever seen in my entire life. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I thought the regular dentist was bad. At least they're not like, okay, time to take a few teeth out. Um, sir, why do you have an ice skate? Yeah, ice skate and a rock, and that's what he used to get a tooth out. So we, after he does that, time has passed. As he's been on this island for four years, all of a sudden he's got a giant beard and a lot skinnier. Doesn't have any clothes on. Doesn't talk pretty much at all anymore. Is just very quiet. Um, we see his day-to-day life in there. And then one of these days, a door from a porta potty shows up and he sees it as his only way to get out. He fashions a sail out of it, makes his raft. He goes off, loses Wilson on the trip. I don't think I'd be so upset about a volleyball before, but... He has been four years without talking to anybody. That was his friend. (laughs) Um, has a very sad moment where he's yelling out to Wilson. Rest, rest in peace, Wilson. Mm-hmm. He gets saved by a ship that's passing in the lane. He is brought back to health. He comes back. All he wants to do is see his girl. He has been talking about her forever. I mean, just thinking about her. He has the picture that she gave him in his yeah. watch. The only thing that's keeping him going anymore is mm-hmm. that picture. So he gets back. Um, they have a giant uh, welcome forum at FedEx. Everybody's there except for his girl. Um, doesn't know where she is. Then you find out that she is married with a kid. Um, he's really sad about this. He goes back to his hotel, tries to get some sleep. Okay. Um, let me just say, like, I know people move into a relationship at different speeds, but four years. <laughs> That's about a year old. So you're talking so, about at least two years for that. So they had yeah. to have the baby right after their marriage. Yeah. And also, her like, fiance, boyfriend, whatever she wants, just got lost. And, like, it has to be, like, a year after, if even that. And she's like, okay, I'm over it. Okay, yeah. Let's let's get married now. Yeah. So um, she has this whole new life. Got a kid, got a uh, house, got a husband. But... Chuck can't sleep that night. He goes over to return um, his, her, what was it? Was it the watch? Yeah. yeah. It was the watch because it was her grandfather's. So he comes over to return that. They have a moment. They talk. She shows him where he was. Um, he is very sad, but she says bye. It's raining, of course. Mm-hmm. So he starts leaving. He backs out. And this is a very long driveway. She yes, screams. Stop, he comes back, get out of the car, they kiss. Because, you know, rain is perfect kissing weather. It is. Um, but they it's kiss. It's romantic, like, just water streaming down your face. Now, the one thing I always had about this scene, though, is it's raining, he's in the car, so the windows are going to be up because it's raining really hard. Mm-hmm. The driveway is a good 300 feet long. Mm-hmm. How, number, I have two questions. How would he hear this? Yes. And number two, don't you think it would have woken up her husband that might have been curious about what she's <laughs> doing with her ex-fiance? He's just um, sleeping in all the time. Joe, Joe, come on over here. And he goes outside and, like, there's um, her with her ex- ex-fiance, ex-husband, whatever. Ex-fiance, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so that's just one of those things, like, uh, I don't know about that, but, you know, she gets in the car, they start driving away, mm-hmm. they both realize that... It's time for to move on. Yeah, it, they can't do it. She's got a life, he's not going to 
do that to her. Mm-hmm. So he drives her back up. She gets out. He drives away, talks to his best friend, and has a heart-to-heart talking about how that was what was keeping him going along this whole time. Mm-hmm. He felt like he lost her. He got her back, and he just lost her again. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know what he's going to do. He just knows that he's just going to keep going on. So then there's one part where we start the movie with this woman, and she puts angel wings on all of her FedEx packages. Yeah. Um, she's got she's married. You see both of their names on the ranch. And he got one of these, but you also know that the husband was cheating on her because when they delivered the package, he was with another woman. And that was the very beginning of the movie. You don't understand what this has to do with anything. Yeah. So he gets one of these packages with the angel wings. He never opens it. And he actually puts the wings on his makeshift raft. So he goes and he's finally gone to deliver it. She's not there. Mm -hmm. And, um... Writes a letter on this package saying, you kept me alive for all these years. Leaves. And when he's leaving, he's at a four-way stop. This woman, this really pretty redhead gets out of the car, says, what's you looking for? He's like, I don't know. And she tells him which direction to go. He notices that her car has the wings on it. So it's that. And the movie stops with him in a symbolic four-way stop. And he looks, is he going to follow her back? Is he going to talk to her more? Is he going to go this way? Is he going to go that way? And it just stops there. It's like those, like, choose your own adventure games. That's like, which way do you go and stuff like that. And except after you choose the answer, it just stops before you see what actually happens. Mm-hmm. So that that's the end of the movie. Um, you know, it leaves it up to your interpretation. Where do you think he goes? Yeah, I do too. I, I'm a I'm a romantic at heart, so I think yeah. he gets back in the car like, and has a talk with her. Like she's been the thing, like the truly the thing that kept him alive because he had the fiance, he's good and everything. But like it was honestly the angel wings that he kept in his mind all this time because if it wasn't important to him, he wouldn't have recognized them. So you can tell that they were clearly important to him. So yeah, I think he goes back. And also, like, he just had a tough break with love. Mm-hmm. Um, probably extremely touch-starved after those four years. Yeah, that too. Um, so he's like, there's this pretty redhead. I have already a sort of connection with her. I'm, go- I'm going to go after her. Yeah. And that's um, Castaway. You know, it was a really quick synopsis. But I've seen this movie a lot. I went to see it with your mom in the theater when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Loved it then. Uh, it's directed by Robert Zemeckis, who is a great director. He's the guy that did the uh, Back to the Future movies, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, What Lies Beneath, a lot of good movies. So this is one of, he got his director Oscar for Forrest Gump. Yeah. And this is one of his really good movies. What did you think? I think that it starts out a little slow, but I mean, you kind of need that. Because like what you were talking about with the whole beginning with the wings and the cheating, I was like, okay, this is a Tom Hanks movie about him being cast on an island. Why are we watching, like, a Bachelorette episode about (laughs) cheating and stuff? But I feel like once, like, right before he gets on the plane is when it really kind of stuck to me. Like, I'm like, okay, maybe there is going to be a little more to this. And Mm -hmm. then I feel like the point that I kind of realized, I'm like, okay, this is a good movie is when he has the whole um, man beard thing going on with him. And I'm like, okay, the fact that um, Tom Hanks had to grow that is astonishing and deserves an Oscar in its own right. So 
I think this movie's good. That was the easier thing he had to do. He also had to lose a yes. lot. Well, he put on a lot of weight, and then he had to lose all of that weight yeah. plus more. So you well, can I mean, see. I can't exactly grow a beard like that. So, I mean, props uh, to him. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, I couldn't do that, too. Maybe if I had four years. Maybe. Maybe, maybe years. do that. But um, what did you think of his performance? Because he is what is anchoring this whole movie. I think you're right with, I, can't, I mean, I love a lot of actors and everything. I think that there's a lot of really good actors and actresses out there. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's one right now that I can be like, okay, I will watch two hours of this person by themselves on an island talking to a volleyball. Like, You don't think DiCaprio could do this? I mean, maybe he'd make it a little more um, charming, like handsome and stuff, but. <laughs> Um, but does he have the personality that you would he be? Would you ever believe he's the everyman like Tom Hanks? The what? The everyman, just like uh, your he could be your neighbor, your uncle, your teacher. I don't think he has that ability. Like I would, pro, like if it was recast with Leo, I'd be like, okay, sign me up because I think he would do a good job. But like it's also Leonardo DiCaprio, so you're not going to be like, I know this guy. Mm-hmm. Where in a way. You can kind of be like, I know a Tom Hanks in my life that I could see, like, a person that I know could relate to him and, Mm -hmm. like, reminds me of someone. Where I don't really know anyone that I'm like, oh, yeah, you're like Leonardo DiCaprio. If you said that to anybody, they'd probably be very happy. (laughs) They'd be like, why, thank you. Yeah. I think it'd be a totally different version, hmm. but Tom Hardy. I'd like to see Tom Hardy Tom in Castaway. Cast okay, but we'd have to do something to cover his face. Yeah, because, he'd have to have a mask. Because we can't have, you know, um, him ever show off his face. Mm-hmm. Always some sort of mask or face thing that's going on with him. Now, did Tom Hanks in this suck you in so that you cared about the plight I, of Chuck? I definitely cared about him. Like I said, I am not even joking. I was like holding back tears when he lost that volleyball. Mm-hmm. I was just as sad as Tom Hanks was in that. I'm like, but that was his friend and stuff. So um, yeah, I and- felt happy when he succeeded with the fire. I felt extremely disturbed when he knocked out his tooth and was stepping on the coral. Mm-hmm. I felt sad for him when like he was going through that depressive period, didn't think he was going to get out of here alive and everything. So yeah, I definitely felt for him. Yeah, and that's a great point because everybody feels that way that he is crying over a volleyball, but in that moment, you don't see it as a volleyball. You just see this man. Yeah, you just see this man losing the one thing he had left, and Tom Hanks went all out on it and um, really showed raw emotion at that time. And usually, you know, Tom Hanks, he's great actor. He can do a lot of stuff. Like I said, you can see him in anything. He can be. You know, a teacher, he can be the president, he can be Fred Rogers, he can do everything. But in this, you know, you saw just this raw emotion come out of him that yeah. wasn't in much of it. And you feel it deep down. Yes. Um, what did you think of some of the stuff that Zemeckis did with the sound design, the um, cameras, the crash itself? You know, it was because it was... Everybody always thinks it is a Tom Hanks show. You know, yeah. he is the person in front of the camera, but the person behind the camera has to make it interesting, too. Yes. So, I'm a big music nerd, so I'm probably going to be a little biased about this, but I think that the sound design and the music, or should I say the lack of music mm-hmm. in this, 
is really helped elevate that feeling of being stranded because like usually with like big well not really action pieces but like set pieces i guess what we just call it there's like this big fanfare and like the music is usually up in your face and it's this big hero's tune but in this it's just the sounds of the um island around him so you hear the oceans crashing into the waves you hear the like wind running through the trees and i feel like that helps you kind of relate to tom hanks feeling trapped which i mean if we feel trapped it, that would be yeah. the time so and it is one of those things because a lot of times the music is your crutch it's doing the heavy lifting like if it's tense there's going to be music that's like, this is very tense. Yeah. If it's sad, it's like, this is sad music. They didn't have any music when he was on the island. It starts up again as he's leaving the island and he sees it for the last time. Yeah. So, yeah, the music was really good. So we kind of talked about it. You got these five movies. Okay. Does Castaway take any, does it go on this list and move that thing you do off? It does. I, I love that thing you do, mm -hmm. but I also feel like that's not really a Tom Hanks. Well, he wrote directed well, and was I, in it. I guess, but like, for like acting type okay. stuff. So, so where where does it go? Does it go as number five? It's going to go as number three. It's going to go as number three. So yeah. everything else moves down one? I think I may want to rearrange a little bit, if that's okay. Okay, so okay. we're going to get rid of that thing you do. Yes. So that one is I'm gone. I'm sorry, you... Like, okay. Good job writing. So, what is stuff. number five now? Okay, number five. Mm -hmm. Ooh, this is hard. Okay. Because I mean, we also rewatched League of Their Own, yes, so that's. I, I think I want to put League of Their Own higher than Catch Me If You Can because okay. I like I love you, Leo. I'm sorry, but after watching League of Their Own again, it just reminded me how much I loved it. So, so I'm going to put Catch Me If You Can at five. Yeah, it feels wrong, but okay. I'm going to so, do it. And I'm going to put Castaway as three. As three. All right, so. Like, I'm sorry. I love that movie. And, like, keep in mind that these are, like, absolute giants of movies. Like, mm -hmm. because I'm putting it at number five doesn't mean I hate it. It's quite opposite. I love that movie. But, like, compared to everything else, and the reason that I put Castaway at three mm -hmm. is because I think it's probably his best performance, but it's not the movie I enjoyed the yeah, most. Yeah, you know, he won two Oscars in a row. He won yeah. it for Philadelphia, and he won it for Phil Wersig Up. Mm -hmm. I think that he should have won it for this. You yeah. know, if it was up to me now, I used to think he should have got it for Saving Private Ryan. Castaway, you know, maybe not Saving Private Ryan, although I still think he does a great job in that. But definitely Castaway should have been one of the ones he won it for because not many people could have done that role. And yeah. I think that's what best acting is. It's not only... Was he good in it? But you can't see anybody else doing what he did. Now, yeah. Russell Crowe won for Gladiator. That's the same sort of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one of those things that how can you do it? Because I can't see Tom Hanks in Gladiator. No. But I can't, can't see, see Russell, Russell Crowe Crow in Castaway. Yeah, we were talking about that with, like, Fight Club. is because um, I was looking at, like, movie tracks, like, facts and everything. And it's like, these are the people that almost played Tyler Durden. And, like, you can't think of anyone other than Pitt yeah. playing that role. Mm -hmm. Like. There's not even a competition. It just feels wrong. All right. So the other one we watched was um, Saving Mr. Banks. We're just yes. putting this at the end of the Castaway one. For what reason? Because you were talking about this. Tom Hanks is in this movie. This is not a Tom Hanks movie, though. Mm -hmm. It is an Emma Thompson movie. Tom Hanks isn't even in that much. Like, yeah, his name's on the poster and everything. Like, his silhouette's there. And then it says Tom Hanks and Saving Mr. Banks. But... 
that's also just because he's like a big name. Like, come on, it's America's dad, Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you have him in the movie, you're going to put it front and center so everyone knows that he happened in the movie. But um, him playing Disney didn't get that much screen time, like maybe 30 minutes, if even that. Yeah, at most. I mean, th- it was a supporting role because yeah. for those that don't know this movie, it is on Disney Plus now because it is a Walt Disney Pictures film. And it's about the making of Mary Poppins. And not even the making of Mary Poppins, but getting the rights from uh, Mrs. Travers, the uh, the writer of it, P.L. P. Travers, to make it. And that was a very arduous task, and they're there for a long time. And this is the story of Travers and um, about all of her issues with her dad and everything like that. Yeah. And in it, Tom Hanks plays Walt Disney, who tried to get the rights to this for like 20 years. Yeah. Um, captures what it's like to be in a group project in school because you have those one person that's doing everything and then one that tries to change everything about it and then you just kind of have other people that are kind of there mm-hmm. so I'm I kind of related to it in that way which may seem a little childish but that's honestly what I took away from it and also um are we good for spoilers? Yeah. On it's, here? Okay. it's a ten almost ten years old, so Yeah, so um I don't know if I'm just an idiot, which the answer is probably yes, but I didn't really understand the name of the film until then because I'm like, if it's about the making of Mary Poppins, why isn't it saving Mary Poppins and instead saving Mr. Banks? But like um the like the making of it wasn't really about Mary Poppins, like because there's flashbacks every now and then. And the um, nanny that Mary Poppins, you can tell, is inspired off of, she has, like, five minutes of mm-hmm. screen time. She's not even that much. I'm like, okay, if it's about the making of Mary Poppins, then why don't we talk about um, the original Mary Poppins more? But it's all about her trying to save the image of her family and, most importantly, her dad, with who she based Mr. Banks off of. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. And then... But the reason that I figured out this theme probably later than I should have is because Emma Thompson completely steals the show. Like, she was great Emma in Thompson this movie. Emma Thompson is a great actress. She was amazing in this movie, mm-hmm. which I feel like is why I just kind of stuck this in at the end of the episode. Because the reason that I got the theme wasn't because of Tom Hanks, it was because of Emma Thompson, because this is an Emma Thompson movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's, that's my thoughts on yeah. it, anyway. And, and this movie came out, I think, 2013. It, it did decently, but it wasn't the biggest one. Um, because, you know, they took some creative liberties. But if you get past all of that and just watch it as a movie, it's a very enjoyable movie. Yeah. Um, they It's got a great cast to it. Paul Giamatti has a small role. I really knew everybody yeah. in this movie. Tom Hanks, Emma Thompson's in it. Bradley Whitford. Um, Jason Schwartzman. They are, you know, it's got a really good cast to it. And it's really good. So um, if we're looking back at this, I'm taking it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make the top it's five. It's a Tom Hanks movie. It's an Emma Thompson movie. Right. So if you're just looking at good movies, would it take, do you think it's better than any of those? No. No. It's still, it's still, like, it's an enjoyable movie. And like, on Letterboxd, I think I gave it three and a half stars because mm-hmm. it's an enjoyable movie, but... It's not going to be something that I'm immediately, like, shouting to my friends, you need to watch this right now, mm-hmm. the way that a lot of other movies have done it. Like, I'm not saying that's a bad movie. Very good movie, very enjoyable. 
Didn't think I'd be crying over the creation of Mary Poppins, but um, this time's a little strange right now, so I mean, nothing mm-hmm. really surprises me anymore. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good movie, but I don't think that it can take away from Catch Me If You Can. Yep. So we will be watching more Tom Hanks, and when we do, we'll be doing some more of these. Um, but, you know, as of right now, Castaway has made the top five. We got some other heavy hitters coming up, so we'll see if that top five changes anymore. Is there any Tom Hanks movies you're looking forward to seeing? Um, a little scared, but excited at the same time to see Saving Private Ryan. Because mm-hmm. um, I tried to watch that with you mm-hmm. a while ago. Um, like, I think it was just on some sort of channel. And mm-hmm. you just started watching it because you're like, oh, it's, it's online as well. So I sat down. I made it through the first battle scene. It was very intense, very loud. I did not like it. It hurt my ears. Mm-hmm. But um, I made it through that fine. But, like, when they went to the house and it's like, your son? Yeah, all of their sons. Yeah, all of their sons. Three of her four sons have died. Have died. On the same day. And, like, the messenger comes and, like, she just breaks down on the porch. I'm like, all right, you have fun. I'm out. Um, You enjoy your depressing movie. Yep, so... So, I mean, um, I'm sure it's a very good movie. I'm excited, but um, I'm not ready for it. I don't think I yeah, am. Well, that won't be the next one. So we'll figure out which one to do. And when we do, we'll have another one. I hope you guys are enjoying this. Uh, if you have any comments, suggestions, anything like that, you can reach us on the Let's Celebrate Facebook page or our email. I uh, hope you enjoyed this. And until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Lily. See you later.